Merry Christmas. My name is Katie. I'm one of the pastors at Corona Church and Nova Church. I'm so glad that you are here tonight. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. Let's pray. Gracious God, we are so glad, so happy that you have come for our rescue, that you are here, that you are with us. And so we pray, God, that you would speak to us tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wasn't sure if they're going to play my whole sermon or not. Wasn't sure what that arrangement was. Friends, I think we usually have expectations about this time of year. I think we have expectations of what it will look like or what it should look like. We enter into the holidays, we reach Thanksgiving, the calendar flips to December, and maybe you find yourself at that point setting some expectations. Perhaps it's a budget for your holiday shopping. Maybe it's a reset of some sort. You you make up in your mind there is going to be a reset of some sort from previous years. You tell yourself, I'm going to do more this Christmas season. Or maybe uh, opposite direction, I'm going to do less. I'm going to do way less this year. Maybe you set the bar really high and you say to yourself, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. Maybe you carry into the month of December a desire to be more intentional, more thoughtful, more present, But then, sometimes, often, usually, for me, life happens. I carry all those desires, all those intentions, and then life happens. Thanksgiving weekend, our kids all got RSV. Three sick kids, two ER trips, one home oxygen, and a partridge in a pear tree. I think that's how it goes. I didn't check the lyrics before I got up here. And after that start, I never really got got my footing again. It was just like, away we go. It's the holidays. Here we go. The nativity set we have in our home, it sat on the kitchen table in the box for like a week. And when I finally took it out of the box, it was the manger scene was was crowded out by preschool artwork and, and dirty dishes, like no room in the inn, no room on my table. Not this year. And we have these candles, these Advent candles at home that we want to light with our kids, and and we totally forgot to do that. So on Monday, our oldest was like, are we doing Advent this year? Like, it's December 20th. Are we doing it this year? I had this devotional that I told myself 
I was going to read all through December, that I was going to use this little book to help me enter into the season. And there it sat in my living room under these books and under these papers. I just couldn't seem to get my act together this year. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel that way sometimes. But what is the setting in which God comes to us? What is the right setting? What is the correct context? What's the proper pathway? What's the needed nexus of circumstances for us to actually experience God? What's the right setting for us to know the power of God, the peace of God, the presence of God? Sometimes I think we imagine it needs to be this pristine setting, candlelights, freshly fallen snow maybe. All is quiet, all is right, hush, awestruck voices. Maybe we imagine it's when I get all the dirt out from under my fingernails, then I'm ready. Then I'm ready to experience God. Maybe we just can't imagine God actually coming to us in our fear, in our grief, in our anger, in our doubts. Maybe we just can't imagine coming, God coming into the mess that is our actual lives. Maybe we just can't imagine God coming into the mess that is our actual world. What is the setting in which God comes to us? How does Christ enter in? We read in Luke 2, we just read from Luke chapter 2, that it's in the backwaters of the oppressive Roman Empire that God came. To those on the margins, a poor peasant family, that's how God appeared. It was to migrant shepherds working the night shift. It was a baby. That's how God chose to come to us. Luke chapter 2, verse 12. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. The great choir of angels announcing this news, this incredible news, this most amazing news for everyone the world over. Good, good, good news of God's saving power, of God's saving grace. And here is what you are to look for. A newborn. The most incredible news for everybody world over. The most amazing news of God's saving grace and God's saving power. And here is your sign. Here is what to look for. A baby. I think that should make us laugh. I think that should cause us to laugh. It's wonderfully absurd. It's fantastically beyond our wildest dreams. In our world, dominated by dominance and power plays and ego trips, God shows up as a newborn. God comes among us in frailty and humility. Can you imagine today the most powerful, people in our world, willingly letting it all go, willingly laying it aside. Can you imagine the richest people in our world emptying out their bank accounts, clearing it out for the sake of someone else, entering into poverty? Here's your sign. Here's what to look for. A newborn, a helpless baby. That's how God comes to us. The one who hung the stars in the sky can't even hold up his own head. Such vulnerability. Here's your sign, a baby. Here's what to look for, a newborn swaddled up real good to protect him, God, against his own startle reflex. Lying in a manger, 
a feeding trough. One artist and author, a guy named Scott Erickson, he puts it like this. What does it say about a God who's willing to be this vulnerable with us? Who's willing to come into this world through the statistical risk of childbearing? Who's willing to be attached by the placenta for nourishment and life to its own creation? Who's willing to wait and grow in the human womb? Who's willing to be fearfully and wonderfully made just like we are? What does it say about a God who's willing to be this vulnerable with us? I hope you laugh tonight with wonder and awe. I pray the beauty of this night moves you to wonder and joy. For as one author puts it, the creator of the ends of the earth comes among us in diapers. Now, I know it's easy to rush past this. Like, stop me if you've heard this one before. Shepherds in a field, choirs of angels, peace on earth, glory to God, away in a major silent night. Let's light the candles, let's blow them out, and let's go home. But I think, hope, pray, if we dare to slow down and to allow the voice of God to wash over us, to allow the wonder of God to meet us this night, the creator of the ends of the earth comes among us in diapers. Or as someone else put it, we believe in omnipotence, surrendering to incontinence. They go on and say, we believe that God's eternal word once squealed like a baby. How far would God go? Like that baby. (laughs) How far would God go? How far would God go to bring us back? To bring us back to himself? How far would God go to restore what has been lost? How far would God go to make whole what has been broken? How far would God go for you? How far would God go for me? How far would God go for us? How far would God go for this creation that God loves? Lean in. Take a look for yourself. This is your sign. This is what to look for. A newborn. A feeding trough now converted to a bassinet. I think I quote this poem every Christmas Eve, very redundant on Christmas Eve. I love it. Today you see in a stable the word speechless, greatness and smallness, immensity and blankets, such wonders. He who had no beginning, his being of time begins. The creator as a creature is now subject to our griefs, such wonders such vulnerability, such humility, such wonders. Christmas invites us to throw our head back and laugh. We are not alone. God has come. Do you see what God has done? Christmas invites us to to take a deep breath. We are not alone. God has come. God has shown up in the flesh to rescue us from our sins. Christmas invites us to let out a sigh. We're going to be okay. Or as the angel said, do not be afraid. Your Savior is born today. Christmas invites us to sing, to dance, to rejoice, because the litany of decay and death has been disrupted by the arrival of our Savior. And one day it will be fully gone. And we know even now, even here, it is undone in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. That God has entered into our actual world, beautiful and broken as it is. 
that God enters into our actual lives, beautiful and broken as they are, that God chooses not power and pomp, but vulnerability and fragility. And why? As author K.J. Ramsey puts it, God in Christ made himself into a paradox. God with skin, God with us in our sin. God in Christ who became like us so we can always be with him. As we light our candles tonight, as you watch the light fill up the sanctuary, as the twinkle of light catches your eyes, the sweet melodies play, may you throw your head back and laugh. We are not alone. Or maybe take a deep breath or let out a sigh, maybe dance a little, or allow the tears to fall. Emmanuel, God is with us. Christ has come offering forgiveness and mercy and all that our hearts long for. The litany of decay and death has been disrupted by the arrival of our Savior. It will be undone through his life and death and resurrection. Tidings of comfort and joy. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would speak to us in the ways that we need tonight to be reminded of who you are and what you've done. I pray that you would help us to receive from you tonight, to throw our head back and laugh, to take a deep breath, to let out a sigh, to dance, to rejoice that you've kept every one of your promises, that you have come for our rescue. And so we sing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.